Praise the Lord, everybody. Everybody looks good out there today. Good to be in the house of God again. Another wonderful day to live for God and attend the house of worship. What this is today, we're going to worship God because he's a good God. We've had several lessons on faith and, uh, and uh, God is good and trustworthy and that little story in the Bible or passage in the Bible with the uh, unjust judge and the widow. You know, when you read, when you read about widows in the Bible, to me, I'm always, it's somebody that's in need of something. If somebody's in need of something and they can't do it on their own. And they keep crying out to the unrighteous judge and just because of their persistence, they finally get an answer. And if you got a need today in this house, no matter what it is, no matter what it is, healing, whether it's wisdom, whether it's knowing what to do next, whether it's uh, understanding, anything like that today, keep on asking God because he's the righteous judge. He's going to give you an answer. So just keep on knocking and be persistent. Just because you don't get an answer the first time, just keep on and keep on and keep on. And if anybody's interested, I just checked the baptistry, and it's warm. It's clean. So if anybody feels like God wants them to be baptized today, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of their sins, and start this journey, this wonderful journey of living for God. Hallelujah. It's available today. It's available today. Anytime. So just trust in God today. Trust in God. We're going to sing today, and we're going to, we're going to have a good time in the house today because God's on our side. Brother Isaac, we'll stand. Brother Isaac, will take up an offering and tithes. God wants you to be generous today. We're not like the world. We don't believe that everything is going to just vanish from us and we'll have no way to pay for it or have no way to provide for it. It's a mind process, of uh, thought process of scarcity. We're going to run out. You're not going to run out if you give to God. He's going to keep on providing for you. You'll never run out. you got to have that hand like this and expect God to provide for you. That's the way God's kingdom works. So let's sing today. Let's worship God. We've come to praise Him. We've come to praise Him. We've come to praise Him and lift His holy name. Oh, we've come to praise Him. We've come to praise Him. We've come to praise Him and lift His holy name. Oh, let's make a joyful noise unto Let's make a joyful noise unto the Lord. We ought to praise the Lord while we have a chance. We come to praise Him. We come to praise Him. We come to praise Him and lift His holy name. We come to praise Him, yes. We've come to praise Him. We've come to praise Him and lift His holy name. We've come to praise Him, yes. 
We come to praise Him. We come to praise Him and lift His holy name. Oh, let's make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. We are to praise the Lord oh, while we have a chance. We come to praise Him. We come to praise Him. We come to praise Him and lift His holy name. Yeah. 
God. Oh, mighty God, have your way, Lord Jesus. Have your way, Lord God. What a sweet presence of God. You know, in the military, they have medals of honor for people that lay down their lives for their fellow soldier. The Bible said, Jesus laid down his life when I was still a sinner. For me, I was no good. He died for me when I was a sinner. As Brother Stevens would say in times like this, get what you need. Get what you need. Right now is the time to get what you need. Just open up your heart to God today. and Get what you need right now. Because he's here in this house today. He wants to mend your broken heart. He wants to restore your life today. He wants to give you strength and comfort right now in his presence. That's where we get all that. That's why I search after him. That's why I seek after him. It's because I need all those things in my life. Oh, you're a good God. Oh, you're a good God. seated if you want to. Sister Susie's going to sing for us. God to bless her as she sings. We're storming the gates of hell, pulling them out of the fire. Reaching the lost and broken, this is our one desire. We're bringing them to the cross, where the healing river flows. Jesus loves you, we must tell them. He's reaching for your soul. And in Jesus, there is healing, salvation for the wounded soul. Come to him in true repentance. He will cleanse and make you whole. There's rejoicing up in heaven when one lost child comes home. Won't you give him all your sorrows and let him restore your soul? We're traveling the highways and byways every corner of the earth sharing the love of jesus with those who've never heard it's a message of salvation for the lowest of the low we're trying to get the word out so all the world will know that in jesus there is healing salvation for the wounded soul come to him in true repentance he will cleanse and make you whole there's rejoicing up in heaven when one lost child comes home won't you give him all your sorrows and let him restore your soul 
Yes, in Jesus there is healing, salvation for the wounded soul. Come to him in true repentance, he will cleanse and make you whole. There's rejoicing up in heaven when one lost child comes home. Won't you give him all your sorrows and let him restore your soul? Won't you give him all your sorrows and let him restore your soul? You feel that? Wonderful grace of God pulling on people's hearts. Such the sweetest, sweetest thing. When, you, when you're in a service to where God's really dealing with people, their hearts, it's a wonderful thing. Well, Brother Erickson, we love you. We're going to miss him next couple of Sundays. I think, I think he said he felt somewhat bad about it. Did you? One out of two. That's not bad. No, we love Brother Erickson. He's a good pastor. We appreciate him very much. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> Well, it's great to see everyone here today. Thank you for being here. And um, I am watching each and every day God is doing great things in this community. I, I do know this, that I've been around long enough to realize that, that um, what was started last week may not happen this week. Every week is different, you know. Uh, there are always situations that keep people from being able to be here. I understand that. And so the, the, the numbers go up and down, but that doesn't stop God from doing great things in the community. Amen. And I'm encouraged today for what the Lord is doing. Praise the Lord, because I believe the Lord has a church in Chelsea, Oklahoma. It's not dead and dried, plucked up by the roots. Amen. The Bible says that even an old stump at the scent of water, all of a sudden life comes into that old dead stump. Praise God. All we need today is a scent of water in the house of God. Amen. Amen. Turning your attention, this is not on your screen, Jeff, okay? Ephesians chapter number 2, verse number 1, Ephesians 2 and 1. If you'd stand with me, I'm just going to read one verse and um, start there. I just threw a wrench into Jeff's works here. <clears throat> Same message, Jeff, I'm just, uh, Ephesians 2 and 1, and you hath he quickened, who were dead in trespasses and sins, and you hath he quickened, and I, I want to preach on this message today, just half dead, <laughs> just half dead, and, uh, Hopefully, hopefully you'll, you'll still be here by the time I'm through. Because mm -hmm. this isn't about, this isn't to attack you, um, but I want you to think about the Word of God today and uh, consider this for just a moment. Lord, I pray that you'd anoint and bless your Word. Lord, I pray that truly you'd bless each and every one. Thank you for each everyone who came out to the house of the Lord. We are honored when people come to hear the preaching of the Word. Lord, I pray that you'd bless each of us richly. I pray that the word would speak to us. Lord, that there would be revelation today in your word. I pray that you'd help us today to receive and to grow in strength and knowledge in Jesus Christ. 
Lord, I pray that you would, Lord, your spirit would flow and would work and would move today. Lord, quicken us today that we would be alive unto God and dead to the trespasses of the world. I ask it, Lord, today, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated. And so it's always been an incredible issue in the Word of God that right there in Genesis chapter 3, at the very beginning, Genesis is the book of beginnings. If you want to know the premise for foundational truths that have gone out throughout time and will continue, you can go back to the book of Genesis and find where it began. But it is here that the Lord had spoken to Adam and told him, he said, you know, don't eat of the tree, right? And, uh, and uh, for in the day that you eat thereof, you shall surely die. Um, and there was a little bit of miscommunication with what Eve had uh, uh, spoken back to the serpent when he was tempting her. And, he, and Eve went on to say, we can't, not only can't eat it, but we can't touch it. But I, I, I understand today that God realized that something would transpire and happen. Now, the amazing thing is that Adam went on to live, what, 900 plus years. And so you got to wonder in that period of time, you know, they don't have any children yet. So this wasn't the end of his life that God said that to him. That somewhere in that period of time, uh, something transpired that, that maybe Adam wasn't cognitive of or aware of, but truly for God's will and purpose to be fulfilled became a premise, a, a book of beginnings at the very beginning that God would have the ability in human lives that some could be kicking and alive and going through their daily schedules and living life to what they know of as the fullest, got a good car, got a good job, got a good house, got a good-looking girl. Everything's going great. And never realize that there was another facet to this, that they could be literally spiritually half-dead. That they could have their life that they could live. They, they might go on to live until they're 85 or 95, who knows, and never realize that they are missing on the very things that will connect us with a living God. That, to me, is a huge issue. Matter of fact, it's so big that that's what the entire gospel was built on. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whomsoever would believe on him would not perish, but have everlasting life. Genesis starts with a tree of life. Revelation ends with a river of life. And all throughout the scriptures we have the history of life. Men and women who have found there is a way to have life and that more abundantly. That's what Jesus told Peter and the disciples that day when they said, Lord, we've given up so much. We've given up our occupation. We're not making the bucks catching fish anymore. We've, we've laid our, tent, our nets aside and, and uh, our, our focus and we're following you. And Peter said, what are we going to get? Like as if 
we should get more because we have put out more. We've done more hard work. We've been in this longer. And Jesus looked at him and said, oh, Peter, not only have I promised you heaven, but that in this life, you might live and have it more abundantly. That's the thing I want to preach about today. I don't want to stay on the negative half dead. I want to talk about those who are alive in Christ Jesus. Oh, we lay aside all our past lives, our, our worldliness, our sinful ways, our desire to please ourselves and the world. And now, all of a sudden, there's that transforming power. But the issue that I want to bring to your awareness today is when does the change happen? How, how do we get others to know that there is a, there's a life that is so much more than you ever thought was possible just waiting for you if you'll just let the Lord have his way in your life? And what I find is, is that every time the spirit had to be done and fulfilled first. God forced Adam and Eve out of the garden. Why? He didn't want them to, to live a, a life of, of, of forever in the state of mind and condition that they were in. He, he forced them out. He put the, the angelic being with fire and the word and the sword there and keeping him from ever entering into the garden. Why? And, and, he, and he cursed the ground and he cursed the man and he cursed the woman. Not to ruin them and destroy them, but to bring them into a place where they could once again have life and that more abundantly. That's what the gospel is. It's, it's setting beside every one of us. It's, it's the opportunity of a lifetime. Oh, we can say, oh, don't worry, preacher, I've got a good, I've got all my ducks in a row. Yeah, but what would happen if the Holy Ghost was guiding your life today? Praise the Lord. And so that's the challenge of, of we religious people. The rest of our lives we have to decide and, and figure out, am I, am I being what God wants me to be or am I just going to a church. And I'm not saying that to disrespect you here. I don't mean to say that. I just understand today that the most important thing is, is the Spirit. I'm thinking of that time God is bringing judgment upon his people. And, and Moses says, Aaron, get the censer and fill it from the, from the altar. Do it right. And I want you to run between the dead and the living. What was happening, there was a plague going on, and people were dropping like flies. And, 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 and the, the, the prophet knew that if something wasn't done. And so what was the answer? The answer is, enter in the spiritual. And God would bring the victory. And so they took the censer from the altar, and the, and the wafting of that smoke of the incense would waft in that place. And the Bible said that the angel of the Lord's hand was stayed, and he did not bring any more death upon Israel that day. Here it is. How many times in your life and mine have we tried to fix things that are wrong in our life? How many times have we got a new diet? 
changed jobs, tried to make more money? How many times have we said, I'm not going to have anything to do with them anymore? How many times have we, have we uh, gained friends in, in the workplace and, and done things to our advantage because it's going to help me? It's knowing the right people. We human beings do this stuff all the time, never realizing that the answer is always what we do in the spirit, what God wants us to do in trusting him and calling upon the Lord, that that's where the authority and the anointing and the change happens in human lives. How many times have you heard people say, I'm going to get right, and then I'm going to come to church? They couldn't be more opposite or wrong. That's not what God does. God stirs our heart that we can look within. I finally quit blaming you and you and you. And I finally say, Kevin Erickson, why don't you wear the shoes you're supposed to wear? And why don't you fess up and realize you're not living for God like you're supposed to? In every church, there's food for those who are living carnally. And there's food for those who want to live spiritually. Wherever there's human beings, it'll always be that way. I can look for opportunities to praise and worship him, or I can look for opportunities why I'm not going to praise and worship him. I'm talking about half dead today. I'm talking about realizing today that there's so much God wants to place in our lives. Now, we have received the Holy Ghost. Can I tell you, I'm even preaching to you today. You need to, uh, to, to stir it up. You need to get a hold and realize you maybe have reprioritized some of the things. You may have thought your job was more important or, or this or that was more important. And you can push God to the side and say, Sundays, I'll give God his due. But Monday through Saturday, I'm going to do what I need to beware that's wrong thinking because always the answer is the spiritual first always the answer is get the censor and bring worship and praise to God and watch what Lord will do for you Hezekiah had the king Sennacherib bleeding out threatenings upon him they have an army that's, that's over three times as large as Israel's. They are a threat. They, have, they are not only uh, have threatened them, but they have come to their door. They are right there, and they are surrounding Jerusalem. And things are looking bad. And the watchmen on the wall are looking out and seeing the mass, uh, the hordes of grasshoppers and crickets. And, and, they, and they're saying, no hope. But what does God do? God says, Hezekiah, I want you to get your army together. But first, I want your praise singers to go forth. I want the worshipers to go forth. I want them to go first. Amen. I want to put this thing in the right perspective. Because when you do the spiritual work for God, everything else will follow. I heard it this morning. Brother Scott said it, seek ye first. The kingdom of God and all this other stuff will be added to you. You see, 
We're living in a world today where we say, I can find 10 reasons not to be in the house of God. But let me tell you one good one why you should be there. There is an opportunity where God wants to work and move in your life like you never thought was possible. He wants to do above and beyond. He wants to go to the furthest. Amen. He wants to be that stronghold in your life. And to think I could let it slip by out of my hands by just simply being satisfied to be only half alive or half dead, whichever it is. I'm, I'm thinking today, that Paul and Silas is there in prison, midnight hour, darkest dungeon in the third ward, which is the worst in the, in the hell hole, if I can use that terminology, a terrible place, no hope, bound in, in fetters and chains, guards all around them, <coughs> watching them. And at midnight, Paul and Silas sing praises unto God, right? And what happened? The prison was shaken. Oh, my friend, something changed. What was it when we finally get the revelation today that if I want answers in my life, it's not going away from church, it's coming toward church. It's not going away from my commitment to God, it's drawing closer to my commitment to God. It's not being uh, separating myself from the world uh, uh, as far as uh, not caring about my family, but it's a matter of putting God first. God wants spiritual victory in your life today. But you've got to realize and see it for what it is. He always wants you to put him first. That widow woman, go. The prophet says, in a time of famine, what do you got? Just a little bit of meal, just a little bit of oil. He said, fix that for me first. Oh, my friend, what a, what a challenging position she was in that day. Or it was just she and her son, and, and this was going to be like the Last Supper, you might say. Seemingly all hope was gone. And she said, even at thy word. And she fixed this, the meal with the oil and baked the cake out of fire and gave it to the man of God. And God brought the answers. God took care of the famine. God restored her family and her boys with her. God blessed the nation. You've got to see it today. For just I'm just using analogies here of Scripture, but it's so true. Put God first in your problem. Quit running around, quit trying to go around, uh, quit trying to beat around the bushes, you might say. Uh, what God wants today is for you to finally say, God, I'm going to bring this need flap dab right in the middle of my altar, and I'm going to lay it before you. And God, whatever you tell me to do, I'll do it. And God, I want revival in my life. God wants you to see a truth today in the book of beginnings. He wants you to realize today that some things are going to have to happen in your walk with God first. 
and then it's going to be fulfilled in your life. And if you're like I am, I've done it backwards sometimes. I've tried to get more money, tell my boss I think I'm worth more. I've tried to fix the things in my own way. Today, if there's just a revelation, if there's an understanding that this simple, simple thought today, make up your mind to put God first. And I promise you, I, I promise you according to the word of God, that God is not going to leave you in a ditch somewhere. That he is faithful and just. Not only does God forgive us of our sins, but he also raises us up and we are the church, the bride of Christ. Amen. And so Adam and Eve didn't understand these things, and they, of course, the gospel was, was preparing, and, and the Lord was preparing these things. There they were, working for the sweat of their brow, God blessed them. God took care of them. Let God do an incredible work in your life today. I hope you realize that as I'm preaching these messages, I'm not trying to make us all one group of people. I'm trying to make each of you an individual committed and to be all the Christian God can make you to be. Because if we'll do that, then we'll, we'll, we'll be a strong group. We will impact our community. <clears throat> I'm not asking you today how many people you invited to church because that's not going to change anyone. But oh, if I could just challenge you today to say, what would happen if the world saw you doing the spiritual first? What would change in your home and your family if they could see you putting your walk and your relationship with God first? I'm, Brother Heath, I can't come right now. I'm going to, I'm kind of in the middle of trying to get a hold of God about something. It's, it doesn't, it's not to be cruel or rude. It's just to say, I've got it in my spirit and my mind today that I'm going to make room for God to do something that is so powerful in my life. Listen, let me read you a little thought here. This is just, oh, this is just trivial pursuit here. Paradox of the word. It's the most comforting and the most discomforting book that there ever was. It lifts up the lowly and casts down the proud. It succors the suffering and slaps us in the face. It states that those who are alive are dead and those who are dead in Christ are alive. This book repels men, and yet it draws men. It offers men hope, yet casts them into despair. It states that those who have everything have nothing, 
And those who have nothing in Christ have everything. It declares that men who say they know do not know. And those the world says knows nothing can say we know that we have passed from death unto life. It would be like a prophet going into the Waldorf Astoria today, one of the great hotels of New York City, with all the prestige and, and all the gold and ornateness that it is. And would enter into the convention hall where all of Hollywood is gathered together and would tell them, repent and be baptized, every one of you. And there would be such disdain that they would cast that person out and make sure security took them out. And yet it was the very answer in reality that would unlock doors for so many if they would just let God be first in their life. What are you relying on today to approve who you are and what you do? What is it today that you have found to give you freedom to live your life like you want at no expense or cost to what the Lord would like you to do. My question today is there are good people here, and I appreciate this church so much. I'm not trying to preach at you. I'm trying to challenge you today to realize, oh, Kevin, wake up and realize today that so many things that you're facing are simply because you haven't put God first in that area. I'm the preacher. I'm the pastor. Chelsea United Pentecostal Church. Yeah, and that in 695 will get you a cup of coffee at Starbucks. <laughs> Used to say five, but it's gone up. My point is this, is that every one of us have places that we have to overcome and have victory in our life. And God has placed his word that it could be a blanket. And yet, as we face every obstacle in our life, every situation, every place, God wants you to put him first. Hear the book of beginnings today. Put God first. Would you stand with me? And the serpent said, For God doth know that in the day you eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and you shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. The world is always going to give you their view. Well, I've learned a lot about that in the political world. I keep thinking everybody ought to live the way I think, you know, but they don't. I still haven't figured out why. God wants to bless you today. But you have to realize that it's not going to be by your merits or by your personality or by your knowledge. But it's going to always come back to that simple, still, small voice that says, come and follow me. Come and trust me. Live for me today. Amen. This is what Ephesians says, and I close with this today. Ephesians 2. 
And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins, where in time past ye walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation in times past in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace are you saved, not, and hath raised us up together, and hath made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. Amen. There is a world awaiting you today. And even if I received the Holy Ghost back 45 years ago, I'm saying that this message is for me also today. I need to put on my scuba gear, my air tanks, my mask, to get my face mask on that's connected to my breather. Have that thing turned on so I could breathe. Put on my flippers. Fall over backward into that ocean of a world that's nothing like the human life that I used to live. But now I fall and, and put myself into the spiritual, what God would want in my life. And now I have a way to move and exist. I can move and watch I can see the beauty under the waters. I can see the mighty workings of a God who loves me. I can see things from an entirely different perspective. But I had to leave the first in order that I could ever enter in the second. Amen. He's for you today. Would you lift up your hands and your hearts to God right now? I wonder today who the Lord would speak to. I, I hope it's you and me. I hope the Lord is talking to you, not because you're so bad. Oh, no, no, no. We're not preaching to bad people. But I am preaching today that it's possible that I could let some things that I stood for once slip. That I once said, Lord, let my yay be yay and my nay to be nay. And somehow I've kind of wavered in that. God, let me be committed. Let me be what you want me to be. Let me always look for the spiritual to bring answers to my physical. Let me always find worship to replace the pain and agony that I'm facing. Let me always find the answer to God, even when I have done wrong. Let me find it in Jesus Christ. Amen. This altar is open today, not for bad people, not for sinners. No, 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 we're trying to reach people. But I want you to plunge in today into a new world. I want you to plunge in with greater faith today and say yes to his will and his way. <coughs> Thank, you. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, what is the price? All I want you to do is give everything. Because I'm going to take you out of a world where you're comfortable into a depth 
into the riches of Christ Jesus that you never knew were possible. Oh, I wish we could see it today with eyes of, uh, eyes of vision, eyes of understanding. Oh, how could God do it in my situation and my limited funds and my limited uh, lifestyle and, and, and I don't have this or I don't have that. It doesn't matter. God will provide for you for He will provide. Just seek Him first. Just seek Him first. Just seek Him first. Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. I am the way to victory in your life. I am the resource that will change your heart and your life. I am the one that can take you out of living a life only half alive and bring you to a place where you can be fully alive. Thank you, Jesus. Lord Jesus, let my community awaken because I am alive. Let the opportunities become and blossom because now I see. Let me see a work of what you want to do in this community, how you want to touch lives. Not a matter of numbers of people coming to church, but it's a matter of what they're getting when they come. Get what you want today. Get what you want today is what Brother Stephen said. The intellectual lives and thinks they're alive with information. The emotional person is satisfied by manifesting their love. The social person just keeps up with the Joneses and feels like they're attaining what they should be. The business life pursues with diligence the things that will better them. But the spiritual life says, Lord, here am I. Lord, here am I. Preaching today, not half dead, but I want to be completely alive in Jesus Christ today. Thank you, Lord. Oh, would you reach out to him right now?
patient, so gracious, so merciful and true, so wonderful in all you do, you feel me. Yes, you see me, you know my every move, and you love for me to sing to you. I do one more thing today before we close this service off. If you are connected, either a student or a teacher, a worker in a public school, I, it, we, I just would like to have a chance to pray for you. And I, I won't embarrass you, I promise you. But I, I would like to ask if our young people will come down, our teachers, just for a moment. I won't, I won't uh, embarrass you, I promise.
I just want the Lord to do great things for you. And so I'd like us as a church today to pray, amen. The Lord would, the Lord would bless our young people, amen. Andrea and her kids are going to be moving to more, which we just hate. But I am so glad they've been coming to church, and I am excited about what God is doing in their life. Amen. And so let's pray today. Amen. Amen. Lord Jesus, I pray today, God, that you would have your hand upon, Lord, these who are connected with school, with teaching, with training. That you'd bless our students today, Lord, and give them, Lord, the ability to learn, to honor their teachers, to honor authority in their lives, not to get caught up, Lord, with someone that's going to hurt them, but, Lord, to have friends that will help them to do their best in school. Lord, I pray that you would give them direction, that your spirit, you would speak to them and help them and encourage them. Lord, I pray that you would bless our young people today, that your will would be done today, Lord Jesus. Lord, that you would help them today. Lord, I pray for our teachers. God, that you would bless them. Lord, that you would help them today. Oh, God, give them patience that they need. Give them, Lord, the willingness, Lord, to persevere and push through. Give them, Lord, the ability to see, God, that what they are giving these children is more and it's greater and of great importance. we praise you Lord God bless them today God bless them today church. God bless you today. Have a wonderful day. Love and appreciate you so much. And um, if we can do anything for you, call us. I'm good for one week. And then you can call me in Colorado. Okay? And my phone should be fine there. Love and appreciate you. Brad, thanks for to have you today. Thank you for being here with us. Amen. I'd, hear, I'd have you here every day if I could. Good to have you. Amen.